0: much. Welcome to our Sunday morning experience here at Linked Up Church. I pray that you are doing well. Please, let's get involved with the service this morning. So no matter where you're watching from, just type in the chat room what city or state you're watching from. We know that people are watching all across the country, uh, watching our services online. So we'd love for you to get involved in that. Let's do a little bit of a roll call. So go ahead and type that in now. And while you're typing that in, I'll pull up my device. I would like to just once again welcome everyone to our service today. I would like to give honor to, to where honors is due. Uh, we'd like to honor our pastors today who are here in the building. I appreciate you all. Thank you all. I want to honor all of our Linked Up Church family and friends. It's been a fun six-year journey here at Linked Up Church, but it's not over yet, right? It's not over yet. We're not going to spend all of our time looking back, but we're looking forward. We're pressing towards the mark forward to where God has called us to do it here at Linked Up Church. Also, finally, we'd like to honor my wife, who is... Uh, here today. I can't look at it because I'll get distracted by uh, what she's wearing. Praise the Lord. But listen, we'll be celebrating 20 years this December. 20 years this December. So I thank her. She's been God's best gift in my life ever. All right. So today, the title of my sermon is uh, mislabeled. And before I get into that, I just want to remind you all that we have content for the entire family in our Linked Up Church app. So listen, help us minister, let us help you minister to your family. So Little Linkland, our nursery age kids, there's content for you uh, in the app. So you just pull it up and watch the video with them. There's a coloring sheet and there's a full lesson. Also, Linked Up Kids, they have a new video for you as well. They're on the beach. I think it's called SPF 45. So if you have children from 4 to 11, that's in the Linked Up Church app as well. And, of course, the plug is streaming live today as well. So there's ministry for the entire family that's available for you. So listen, take advantage of it. That's why we do it it for you so you can minister to your entire family. Praise God. So are you ready? Type in, I'm ready. Ready. Type in, I'm ready. Ready. So before we get into mislabel, let's first define what is a label. A label is a slip of paper, cloth, or other material attached to an object by its manufacturer to determine its nature, use, or destination. Once again, that's going up on your screen. A label is a slip of paper, cloth, or material attached to an object to determine its uh, nature, use, and destination. You'll see what I mean in just a second. All right, let's have a little bit of fun before we get into the sermon today. I have two water bottles listed here. But one of them is, mis- is mislabeled. One of them is water only. And one of them is water and Clorox. Mm. Right, right. One of them is mislabeled. So by chatting in the, in the room there, wherever you are, let us know if you think the one on the left, your left, my right, the one on your left, is it mislabeled? Or is this one mislabeled? I loved it. I'd love to figure out what you all say when I get a chance to watch the, uh, to, uh, to read the comments. And we'll get back to this, com- this example in just a minute. So once again, that's a label. And the reason why we're talking about mislabeled is right now in our day and age, there are a lot of people, there are a lot of talking heads that want to label you. There are a lot of talking heads that want to label you. But you must remember that how can finite men label God's creation? All right, now. How can a man label who the manufacturer has called you to be? How can man who lives in time, (laughs) how can mankind who lives in time put a label on God's creation for God who lives outside of time? He cannot. And I believe there are many of us God-fearing, God-loving people who have inadvertently or unfortunately or maybe not knowingly accepted the wrong label for their lives. And so we're here to talk about what that means and how to get free from that. All right, so please turn with me to Galatians chapter 3. Verse 26, and it'll go on your screen as well. And this is Paul speaking to the church at Galatia, and it says, You have all become true children of God by faith in Jesus, the anointed one. Do I have any believers in the room today? Do I have any believers watching online? Give me the hands up emoji. Give me the clap hands emoji. Do I have any believers who have accepted Jesus, the anointed one? The next verse says, It was faith that immersed you into Jesus, the anointed one. And how? Well, it was faith that immersed you into Jesus, the anointing one. And now you are covered and clothed with His anointing. Anyone do this? Do this covering, clothing? Yes, you are clothed in God's anointing. Yeah. Verse twenty-eight says, "And we no longer see each other in our former state, Jew or non-Jew, rich or poor, male or female, Democrat or Republican, liberal or conservative." Rich or poor. Country or city. Uh We no longer see ourselves in our former state. Now that we've had an encounter with Jesus, listen to what it says. We no longer even see ourselves by the label of our sex, male or female, because we're all one. Everybody say one. Through our union with Jesus Christ, with no distinction between us. I mentioned it earlier. Unless a label has been given by God through his son, Jesus Christ, we should reject it. Mm, yeah, I'll say it again. Unless a label has been given to you by God through his son, Jesus, we must reject it. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. So we're going to learn a little bit more about what labels are. So let's go into it a little bit more. And I love what Paul said there. And at the key point of that scripture is we no longer, our, we no longer see ourselves through our former state. You cannot even see yourself by what you have accomplished in the past. You no longer can see yourself through the lens of of whatever label may have been placed on you by your mom or your dad or, or your teacher. You can no longer see yourself that way. But you must see yourselves through what Jesus has done for you. All right, man, let's go. All right, facts about labels. Think about this. A label limits. The label on the object will limit that object. You know, one of my favorite cleaning agents is Fabuloso. Anybody else use Fabuloso? It's purple. It's cheap. And I love the way it smells. That's just me. I love cleaning. (laughs) But on the label of Fabuloso, it tells you how to use it. It It tells you its limits. You all following? And so... The manufacturer that created Fabuloso created that label so we can use it to the best of our abilities. So it, it can limit its effectiveness. A label can also <laughs> limit its potential. Think about us as believers. If I accept the wrong label, I'm actually limiting God's ability, God's potential upon my life. I'm actually living below my abilities because I've accepted a label that hasn't been given to me by God. Label's limit. Let's go on to the next one. A label can be used as a system of control. I won't let that sink in. A label can be used as a system of control. I think about our country today. Think about how many people want to slap you with a label. They want to they ask you some questions to figure out where you are. then They want to put a label on you so that they can use that label to control you. I think about one of the labels that I see all the time on my Facebook friends. And this is a label that I'm not trying to step on your toes, but I'm just bringing it out to you. Sometimes we govern our lives by our zodiac sign. But even that is a label that's meant to control you. Think about it. God says, count it all joy, we wake up every day. Your zodiac sign might say, you're going to have trouble today. Which one are you going to follow? Don't let the enemy label you to limit you and to control you. Hmm. As a matter of fact, God gave it to me this way. The enemy wants to label you to pervert the call of God that he has put on your life. And there might even be some positive labels. Listen to this. There might be some positive labels that if we accept them and we begin to pursue that call, they can actually get us off from what God wants us to do. Remember that song, right? God's the refiner. We want to go through the fire. And, and so it's great to know that I'm following God's will for my life because I know that God has given it for me so that when I encounter trouble, once again, I, I like to say it this way the presence of trouble is not an indication that you're out of God's will. That's right. That's right. 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 Say that again. You might, want to retweet, you might want to retweet that. The presence of trouble is not an indication that you're out of God's will. Amen. Amen. Remember Psalms 23. He he was walking them through the valley of the shadow of death. So sometimes as believers, we believe that we have to go through life scot-free. That was not promised by God. All right, now. But when when I give God my total being, when I passionately pursue him, he tells me he will never leave me nor forsake me. Amen. So even if I'm going through situations or circumstances, I think about some of our ancestors. Once again, I mentioned it earlier in the book of Acts. From the moment they declared Jesus as Lord, they began to be pressured. Think about some of our history. One of the reasons why MLK was so uh, beloved and so loved is that he he founded his whole movement on Scripture, on love. And that was more powerful than the hate that was happening in that day. I want to give kudos to my, my brother Deacon Al Vivian last week because I was, I was looking for one more scripture to, to sum this up, and he's the one that gave me the, uh, the Galatians 3, uh, 3.26 that we started with. And so I appreciate him for that. And once again, I just want to remind you that we no longer see ourselves through our former state. Now that we have accepted Jesus, and there might be somebody watching who has not accepted Jesus, we'll take care of that a little later. So please keep watching. Keep watching. We're going to take care of that. Let's go to our next one. So we're going to talk about some encounters in Scripture where when someone encountered Jesus, how he had changed their life. So I ask that you please go with me to uh, John chapter 1, verse 40. We'll be reading from the Passion. And once again, I, I do invite you to all of the notes are in our LinkedIn Church app. So if you want to open that app, it's in there. I do encourage you while you're watching, have your phone there. It's always better to read the Scriptures for yourself from your own device. It helps it go in a little deeper. All right. So it says in John chapter 1, verse 40, it says, one of the two disciples, let me set it up just a little bit. Right before this, Jesus hadn't begun his ministry yet, but John the Baptist was out ministering. And John the Baptist says some things about Jesus, and then this, uh, this event happens. So one of the two disciples, these were John's disciples, John the Baptist, one of the two disciples who heard John's words and began to follow Jesus was a man named Andrew. He went and found Next scripture, yep. He went and found his brother Simon and told him, we have found the anointed one, which is translated the the Christ. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet him. When Jesus gazed down upon Andrew's brother, he prophesied to him. He said, you are Simon. Your father's name is John. Got to make sure I don't drink the water, the wrong water. Got to be careful up here. All right. (laughs) Slight distraction. (laughs) The devil's a liar. <laughs> I love the church I grew up in. I grew up in two churches. I'm, I'm from Texas. Some of my Texas family and friends are watching. Thank you for watching today. But, uh, yeah, praise the Lord. Let's keep moving. I won't go on that story. Verse 42 says, Then Andrew brought Simon to meet him when Jesus gave... Uh, okay, they went back. Verse, yeah, there it is. Let's go back to 41, please. Let's read 41. I didn't get there yet. My apologies. He went and found his brother Simon and told him, We have found the anointed one, which is translated to Christ. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet him. So once again, the guy's name was Simon first before he came and encountered Jesus, all right? Then Jesus said, you are Simon, and your father's name is John. But from now on, everybody say now on. Now on. You will be called Cephas, which, is, which means Peter, translated the rock. One encounter with Jesus has the ability to change your label. I don't care what you were labeled. In this example, he, in that one moment, God changed his name. And I think it's interesting that God changed his name because when, when, we change, when God changes our name, what it does is it causes us to say prophecy out of our own mouth every time we say our own name and when people call us. All right? Let's go to example number two. We're going to learn a little bit about the Apostle Paul. Oh, I'm doing well on time. Praise God. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. Once again, one encounter with Jesus should change our label. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11, and the Passion says this. So don't forget you were not born as Jews. So Paul is talking about someone's heritage. Uh, this is very interesting. So don't forget that you were not born as Jews and, were not un- and you were uncircumcised. Circumcision itself is just a work of man's hands. Listen, mankind has been trying for eons to externally put a label on people. In this example, circumcision was a, was a way of, of labeling who you are, all right? So you had none of the Jewish covenants. Once again, Paul was ministering to Gentiles, people who were not of Jewish heritage. Jewish covenants and laws. You were foreigners to Israel's incredible heritage, all right? You didn't have Jewish privilege. All right, some of y'all didn't catch that. All right, let's keep going. You are without covenants, all right, and prophetic promises of the Messiah the promised hope and without God. Verse 13. Yet, look at you now. Everybody say, look at, me now. look at me now. Everything is new. Although you were once distant and far away from God, now you have been brought dutifully, delightfully close to Him through the sacred blood of Jesus. You have actually been united to Christ. This is very important for us to remember as believers because, yes, we, we might not have had Jewish privilege. I'm using that loosely. Y'all know what I'm trying to say there. But through the blood, and sh- through the shed blood of Jesus, by accepting him in my life, I now have the privilege of accessing all the benefits that are a part of Jesus' covenant. All right? So it's very important for us to remember. Let's go to Acts chapter 9. One more place, then we'll stop and then we'll stop and talk a little bit about this. Actually, I'm going to go to Philippians chapter 3. I'll talk about Acts 9. We know in the New Testament, Paul, had his name was Saul at the time. He had a great encounter with Christ. And we know he was on a road to Damascus, and the light shined shined down upon him. And then he immediately said, Master, where art thou? I would say that's one of the fastest conversions I've ever seen. Uh, One word from God changed his life, and he called him Master. But Paul had a deep revelation of what we were having access access to through faith. All right, it's on the screen. All right, it says... Beware of dogs, verse, verse 2. Philippians chapter 3, verse 2 from the Passion says, Beware of dogs. Listen very carefully. Beware of evil workers. Beware of the mutilation. For we are, for, here we go, verse 3. For we are the circumcision who worship God in spirit, rejoice in Christ, and have no confidence in the flesh. I'm about to get my next key point. My key, listen to this. We have no confidence in the flesh. You can have no confidence in your flesh. The world wants to labor you from the outside in. God wants to labor you from the inside out. God wants you to have heart change. Some of of us have struggled with with issues of, of habits. And part of the issue is we've tried to put Christ on as opposed to developing a personal relationship with Christ. We've tried to change from the outside in by putting on different clothes. We've tried to take the makeup off or do all these things with our appearance, but that doesn't change you. That's right. Only heart circumcision can change you. You know, I grew up in, in, a, in a Kojic church, and I thank God for the church I grew up in, and a lot of that teaching was based upon what we wore and, and what we did, and, but all of that was outside in. But I'm telling you, God wants, Jesus wants a personal relationship with you. He wants it so much that he actually died for it. Yeah. Yeah. He died willingly for it. Let's move on. We're going to keep, keep reading verse 4 there. Once again, the world wants to label you from the outside in. God wants to label you from the inside out. Though I also might have confidence in the flesh. Now, Paul begins to explain to you why he believes that confidence in the flesh is not good enough. And once again, remember I I mentioned earlier that we might have some some positive accomplishments in our life that even that we have to give up in order for the excellency in Christ. Mm -hmm. Though I also might have confidence in the flesh, that he begins to rattle it aloft, if anyone else thinks he may have confidence in the flesh, I more so circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, Concerning the law of the Pharisee, concerning zeal, concerning zeal, he was persecuting the church. Concerning the righteousness which is of the law, he was blameless. All right, verse seven. But what things were gained to me? Basically, he's saying what things I could have confidence in. To me, these have I accounted lost for Christ. Yes, I have a bachelor's degree. Thank God for that. College was fun. But my bachelor's degree, compared to the excellency of Christ, there's no comparison. And it's a positive label. Don't get me wrong. Life accomplishments are great. But if I choose to accept that label and pursue that call of my life, that will take me different from what God may have wanted me to do. Labels can limit. Labels can be a way of driving you certain places. If you accept the wrong label, let's keep going. Praise the Lord. Anyone get anything so far? Here, let's ask ourselves this question: Do I value the labels afforded by my accomplishments more than the experience, and more than experiencing freedom in Christ? I'll say it again: Do I value the do I value the labels afforded by my accomplishments? more than I value freedom in Christ. Mm-hmm. Only you can answer that question. That's right, that's right. If God has changed you from the inside out, which he has when you accepted Jesus, why are we still carrying our formal labels? Mm-hmm. <laughs> are you thinking? Yeah. If God has changed me from the inside out, Why when someone says, hey, who are you? The first thing we say is, I am a, we list list our profession. Mm. (laughs) Let's keep reading. Philippians chapter 3, verse 8, where we're going to. Once again, God wants to label you from the, the world wants to label you from the outside in. God wants to label you from the inside out. Verse 8 says, to truly know him meant letting go. Everybody say letting go. Type in letting go. It meant letting go of everything from my past. That's good, and throwing all of my boasting on the garbage heap. Wow, can I be honest? I did a lot of boasting about my bachelor's degree. Woo boy, I got that bachelor's degree. Woo, I was working for a consulting company. Whenever somebody asked me, "Who are you?" I'm a consultant. What do you do? I consult. what do, you mean, what do I do? What do you consult for? Who do you consult for? And I gave the name. It was a big five consulting firm. firm. My boasting was all in my physical accomplishments, even though I was a believer. And someone may have been wanting to know, really, the the blessing of my life was not because of that. The blessing of my life was because I accepted Jesus, right? And so when someone's asking, what do you do? Really, what they're asking is, why are you so good at what you do? There's something different about you. That is your opportunity to give them your Christ-elevator speech. <laughs> That's your opportunity to give them that your testimony of how God delivered you from this and this. Even in your college years, you know God shielded and protected you. <laughs> and you know it. I thought of myself as a goody-two-shoes. Can I be honest? I thought of myself as a goody-two-shoes, and I had to reconcile this fact. Whether I thought I was good or I did the worst thing ever, I still needed grace to connect me back to God. Yeah. Yeah. So whether you've done a little or a lot, we still need that same grace. That's not in the sermon today. <laughs> Let's keep it going. Verse 8, as we were reading. Uh, and Paul said, throwing all of my boasting on the garbage heap, it is like a pile of manure to me Now. Now. It's like a pile of manure to me now. What, what is it now? Now that I've accepted Jesus. Yes. You all are following me. All right. <laughs> he says it right there. To me now, so that I might be enriched in the reality of knowing Jesus and embracing him as Lord in all of his greatness. Verse 9 says, my passion. Everybody say, my passion. Right. So listen, I cannot talk to you about letting go of labels without giving you a, a direction to go in. This should be our passion. Here's what Paul says. My passion It's to be consumed. I love the song they sang earlier, right? Be my refiner. I want to be consumed with him and not clinging to my own righteousness. Here we go. One of the reasons why the enemy wants to label you is because he wants you to have your confidence in works. He wants you to have your confidence in your label. He wants you to have your confidence in your blackness. He wants you to have your confidence in your, your in any of your life accomplishments. And none of that's wrong per, per se, but listen, our passion should be my confidence is in my savior Jesus Christ. Yes. Yes. Once again, how can finite man determine your destiny when man can only see so far? But your manufacturer your creator knows why he placed you on this earth. He knows why you went through that terrible childhood. Only he knows that. But that, but that test of your childhood is, is meant to be a testimony to go back and free others from that same thing. All right, let's keep moving. All right, all right. And he says, clinging not to my own righteousness based in keeping the written law, my righteousness will be his based on the faithfulness of Jesus Christ, the very righteousness that comes from God. Everyone with me? So ask yourself, once again, the same question. Do I value the labels afforded by my accomplishments more than they expect more than experiencing freedom in Christ? I believe a lot of us are making decisions right now. A lot of us are making decisions. Oh wow, Lord. I am basing my, my freedom. I am basing my whole life worth. I am basing all of that on the labels that the world has tried to give me. I'm telling you. God has a better plan for you, amen? Amen. So let's turn with me to one more place. Turn with me to one more place. Actually, I'm going to go back to that script. Let's keep going. I'm going to read it to you because uh, I did not give it to him. One more place, real quick. We're going to keep reading from Ephesians, or Philippians, excuse me. It's good. And so actually while I'm waiting to turn there, I'm going to give you the answer. I'm going to talk about these labels. Once again, we talk about the labels limit. We talked about the labels give you the the purpose of this thing. If you put in, this is the one with the one with Clorox. If you put in left, you won the prize. However, we're not going to give you a prize. Um, The prize is knowing this. (laughs) The prize is, (laughs) PG said, I got to give you a prize. But it could have been thousands thousands of y'all who answered the question correctly. I can't give them a prize. All right, I'm having a little bit of fun. The key point here is this. When I walk around the world today, I cannot, see based on, I cannot base what I see in someone's skin or someone's label who they really are. Mm-hmm. Once again, that label can limit who they really are. Don't let the enemy, I would like the worship team to come and prepare to come. Don't let the enemy slap a label on you that's meant to, li- to limit you. You could not tell by these labels what was really inside of these bottles. You are a carrier of of the anointing. If you have accepted Jesus Christ, listen, I want you to use that label to, to, to govern everything that you do by. Don't let the world slap a label on you. Right now, the world wants to slap a label on you. Don't let them do it. The label we should carry forward is excellency in Christ and so earlier they, they sang the worship song I want you to come back and, and sing more of that worship song because it, it reminds us of, of that God is a refiner and it, it walks us through a confession of Lord use us for your glory your family members need you actually your family members need the anointing that God has placed in you your family members your co-workers need the anointing that you have don't put your light under a bushel don't accept that label but better yet Accept the label that God has. Remember what what we learned in the first scripture. We no longer see ourselves through our former accomplishments. And we gave the example of Paul. He laid out all those accomplishments, but he said, I put all of that on the garbage sheet for excellency in Christ. Let's receive our worship team as they come back and sing a little bit more of that song. on
1: even right now where you're sitting whether you're sitting or standing at home you can
0: as we said earlier just put
1: that label on the altar yeah put that label on the altar say I know that I built my life off of this but nothing is more important than you nothing is bigger than you nothing no person no label not being black not being white not being educated or uneducated not being altogether or broken, defines me. But you are the one that
2: gives us our identity. If the altar's where you need us,
1: take us there, take us there. What you need is an offering. We're right here. Our lives are here, and we'll be a living
2: sacrifice for You. You're refined,
1: the you're refined
2: I wanna be consumed. Let's say it together. I wanna be tried by, purified. To
0: So right now in this moment, I want to talk to you specifically about, you may be on the call today, you might be watching online today, and you may not know Jesus. Today is the day for salvation. I want to remind you that God loves you so, so much. He's not mad at you. No matter what you've heard about him, he's not mad at you. So today is the day of salvation. The Bible tells us in John 3, 16, that for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Why? So that if those, so, so that if we believe in Him, we can have everlasting life. So listen, today is the day for you to make a decision for Christ. You might be on, a, you might be watching online today, and and you once knew Jesus, but you walked away from Him. Maybe you accepted a label that was not really from God, and you've been warring with that label the entire time. Listen, today is the day to shed that label. Today is the day to shed that label and to come back to God once again. He is not mad at you. He is passionately in love with you, and he desires a personal relationship with you. He doesn't want you to have to call your pastor for prayer. He doesn't want you to have to call anyone else. He wants you to come directly and boldly to his throne. He loves you that much, and that's what we have access to through the name of Jesus. Also, you might be, on, you might be watching online today, and you don't have a church home. Listen, what's, what's happening during this season is people all over the country are joining linked-up church, and so we want to offer you church membership today. And so I, I, I'm, I'm praying for you all for three uh, opportunities, three invitations today. But I want to take care of one right now. And so if you're on the calling, you want to come home today, you want to accept Jesus, please say this prayer after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, Dear Lord Jesus come, into come into my life now. Come into my heart now. My heart now. I, believe I believe that you were, you were born. You died on a tree. And God raised you up in three days. Father, I willingly accept Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. Listen, by saying that simple prayer, you are now in God's family. And once again, while they prayed, while they sang, I pray that you were examining your hearts about your labels. Leave free today. Leave free today. Listen, let's be the place where God can, can dwell in our hearts and use us for his glory. All right, so if you prayed any one of those prayers or if you accepted those invitations, we want to know about it. Just type in the chat room and say, just type in, I pray that prayer. And one of our ministry, uh, ministry team, they'll follow up with you. If you see someone who types, I pray that prayer, give them a clap emoji, give them a thumbs up emoji, let them know how much we love them. We wanna know about those who are making decisions w- with our online service.
1: Thank you so much for watching our online service. We certainly don't take that for granted. And if you enjoyed today's message and you want to get connected with us, we encourage you to become a part of our online community.
2: That's right, and you can do that by subscribing to our YouTube channel, sharing this video with a friend, and following us on social media. Don't forget to meet us right here on this channel every Sunday for our services.
1: If you desire to help us reach more people just like yourself and advance the kingdom of God, then click the Give button now. This will allow us to connect more people to God, their families, their purpose, and their communities. Thank you again for watching our service on today, and we'll we'll see see you next week. week.